This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by Spotify. You can get thousands of podcasts for free on Spotify, including, and most importantly, this one. Oh, How's wh- that? Oh, you're talking about Ear Biscuits? I'm talking about Ear Biscuits, you heard of it? This one? Yeah, it's the best podcast made at this particular address in Burbank, an address I will not disclose. There are other ones on Spotify too. But not made at this particular address in Burbank. Go beyond the clickbait with daily news shows, midweek roundtables, and weekly wrap-ups of what's going on. To listen on Spotify, you just open the app, tap search, type in your favorite show name, type in Ear Biscuits, and then start listening to the podcast that you're already listening to because you're that kind of person. Download the free app today and start listening to podcasts on Spotify, y'all. Now on with the biscuit. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. Today at the round table of dim lighting, we asked the question, what if the day was 12 hours longer? What would we do with ourselves? What would we do with our lives? What does that mean about, how could that even happen? And if scientifically it were possible. Oh, it is. If geophysically it were possible, how how would that change our, our our lives and culture. Well, I don't, I don't know how far reaching this conversation will it go. It could go anywhere. But it, you know, we're hovering around, I mean it may go to, it's about time my friend. Maybe time management, maybe about desires and things we never get to, who knows? Well, I actually don't know where we're going with this. And that's what's exciting. The question uh, came from another question that we got on Twitter, which I'm not even gonna talk about now because we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, A question from a mythical beast that made us think of this question. Uh, But before we get into that, uh, I feel it appropriate to talk to you about uh, an experience I had last evening. That's how I'm gonna gonna start talking. You know one of the things, you notice like when you watch old movies or when you like look they at the, spoke the, the writings of people who lived like 100 years ago. Well, they, their, their they, days were 36 hours. <laughs> yeah. They, it, was a different, it was a different time. They just spoken better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just, they had, they, the way, I, I wish to recall a tale of my last eve. Like they, how did their brains work like that? I think we're so, I, we're so just lazy in the way we speak. I actually think it's more of just bad scripting. It's no. like what, they, they properized Things when they scripted no. it have that you ever did read? not capture. No, have you ever re- just read a letter? No, peri- no, I have not read. Okay, all right. Well, that explains a, le- yeah. a lot. A le- <laughs> the way they wrote letters is not the way that they spoke, uh, because letters were an art form. They were it 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 was a crafted thing that you sat there and like it was very eloquent. You know, you didn't you didn't have casual conversation. Well, like that way with like your, you know. I believe they did. Your aunt. I believe they talked the way they talked on the Little House on the Prairie. That's how everyone spoke. And I just, I miss those days, even though I was not even alive during I, I don't know that I've ever watched an episode of that. Um, but I wanna talk to you about uh, some, a piece of furniture that I attempted to put together. And I know this in the, is. Uh, in the previous Eve? Yeah, last Eve, my friend, Neil. <laughs> piece of furniture. Yes, I uh, happened. Are we about to have a, a I happened, IKEA conversation? I happened, I, upon, I happened upon a parcel of furniture. <laughs> a parcel? A parcel. That's not a word. A morsel. Never was a word. <laughs> a mor- <laughs> That's part of a cookie. A morsel of furniture. Um, 
No, this is not Ikea. It could have been, but it wasn't. So. I don't do that anymore. The uh, Not that I don't no, like no, Ikea. I haven't put together anything in quite some time. In fact, so even. I'm, be, I'm definitely beyond it. No, some of the most simple repairs. Now, it's like having, I, I've had one near-death experience. I'm not, I'm not gonna elect to have another one. Um, it's kinda what it's like. You know, like in the early days of home ownership, and then in like the early days of, um, you know, right after we got married, we bought a house, because buying a house in North Carolina was somewhat easier <laughs> than buying a house in North Carolina, I mean, in California. And uh, after we, we bought that house, after a couple of years, we moved into another house and started renting out the original house, and I found myself a landlord. And at that point, I was doing, all, I, I had been kind of told by people who did this that you've got, the only way you can make money off this is to do all the repairs yourself. So I like learned how to sheet rock walls and to do plumbing repairs and like I actually became relatively handy for like a, like a few years, I was relatively handy. Could do some electrical work. Cause your time wasn't worth squat. Exactly. <laughs> uh, to anyone else besides you. I mean, yeah, I, I would try to fix my truck. I would try to. Oh yeah, I tried to fix my, the Intrepid one time. I did all types it. of stuff, yeah. I got the Haynes manual, is that what it was? The Haynes auto manual that showed you how to fix things? Tells yeah. you how to fix everything, but it's never as simple as, yeah, as I tried a, to as change the timing belt on a Dodge Intrepid and almost lost a limb. I dropped a huge. I opened up the, the the top of the, the engine, I guess just to put oil in there. But I was trying to do something else, and I dropped a huge, ass screw in there, inside of the engine block. You're the shakiest man I know, under seventy five years old. I just I, you doing mechanical work seems like the worst idea ever. This is I I remember I think I told this story in like. Chia Lincoln or something, but I panicked at that moment and I went to the like the advanced auto and I found this like telescoping rod that had a little magnet on the end of it. And here I am shoving this thing like a fishing pole down into my engine block, trying to fish out um, in, in the middle of like all the oil. That's how you fish, you stick the pole in the water. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 we can talk about that later as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to get the magnet to hook onto something, and I never did. And then I was like, I just screw put, it. Put the cap on it and just Dro drive, drive it around. around. Yeah. And it, it, I guess it just settled to the bottom. It, it didn't get kinked yeah, up. And it works its way up. So anyway, I, yeah, I thought we were, we were, we were past this. We knew, you know, it's better to invest in somebody else who knows what. How to well, do so stuff. at this point, I get even building chest of drawers. Very, very small repairs. Jesse is like, can you do this? And I'm like, nope. But you know what, baby? You can call whoever you want to do it. I, I, I just, I don't wanna do it. You get somebody to do it. But it was my idea, so we've got this, this the uh, right, if you, if you walk out of our kitchen, you've got the basketball goal out there, and the kids are just, they're just animals. I mean, they're, they're, they're just, I feel like I could just have a herd of buffalo and it would be similar to managing two, two boys. Yeah, I was about to say, at least you don't have three. Yeah, but uh, I, your kids are much more like me, organized, and cl they they clean up after themselves. Thank you. You know, I mean, <laughs> your family's different, man. And so I think that uh, there's not only is there dog crap all over this area, and it's Shepherd's job to clean it up, and he doesn't do it, and I end up doing it. We got we we buy these basketballs, 
and I buy the indoor outdoor basketballs and I say, if you leave this basketball outside in the sun, it will very quickly disintegrate into a very non-pleasing sphere that no one wants to touch or play basketball with. It loses its bounce, it loses its grip because the sun just eats these basketballs. You might as well be talking to the ball itself. Yeah, and so I said, uh, Jesse, I, you know, we've been in this house for three and a half years, but I think we need some sort of sports bin, a sports bin okay. to put balls in. And uh, I mean, it's gonna make me sound a little bit like a douche. Uh, I also recently uh, replaced my, I have a one little spot hey, hey, of hey, grass. Hey. Don't say it. I have don't, to, I have to, tell. I mean, I have to talk don't about tell. it. The hot tub was a lot, man. You know, I have to we talked about, about the hot tub. I've ar- we talked to him about the. It's already well established. About the security cameras. How much of a douche I am. Oh, and you're going full. Listen, I mean, I mean, I haven't bought a Lamborghini or anything. Um, so there, I have a strip of grass that is literally 12 feet wide, and it's the only grass I have. Um, there's no grass on my property. I just despise it. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to eliminate the it's last so bit of grass. And I was like, hold on, you know what? I wanna put in some artificial grass because you don't have to do anything to that. You just put some artificial grass in there. It looks great all the time. You don't have to water it. It's great for everybody. You're on a slippery slope now. And then I was like. Even though ironically it's flat, what you're talking about. If I'm going to do this, might it be a putting green? <laughs> uh, there yes. it is. I'm sorry, I yep. went there. You know, I you commissioned the construction of a putting green. Here's what I'll say, and, and, and in you're, your yard. you're right in thinking this. If you were to put 10 men in front of me, and I'm just gonna say men, because I'm a man, it could be 10 people. Uh, if you were to put 10 people in front of me, and uh, you were to say, one of these people installed a putting green at their house. And then the second question is, can you pick one person that you would not like to be friends with? I'd be like, well, the only thing I got to go on is the guy who had a putting green installed <laughs> at his house. I don't want to I don't want to be friends with him. Eliminated. Uh, but I am that guy because I had that done. Now my dog is using it as a pooping green. <laughs> and I'm trying to train her to do it in one of the cups, but she hasn't figured that out yet. That's a bad idea. Anyway, it actually is really easy to clean the poop up off of the artificial turf and I got a little hose installed so I can like lift and squirt. A little lift and squirt, which is what she's doing out there. And well, the petrified regards. dog poop is kind of like, um, what are those Fossils? called? No, in golf terms, not a bunker, but like an obstruction. Bogey? What's an, like a, an obstacle? A hazard? A hazard. Okay, yeah, but it's a movable. It's a, you can move turd. Or in putt-putt, it could be like bank shot. I think if there's a turd on the green in golf, you can move it, but if there's a turd on the fairway, you can't move it. Don't look around for help. We don't. Uh, we don't know. I don't know the USGA rules. Anyway, what I do know is that we, because now we've got a putter out there, and oh, we've got you got to have balls. A, you know what you need? A sports, sports bin. bin. Yeah. And so I, I'm what all, a douche. So I find myself got to have a sports bin, Mister Douche on Amazon, looking at sports bins. And at this point, and I'm about to pull the trigger. I'm about to hit one click. Buy it now. Oh yeah. Until my beautiful wife comes over my shoulder and she's like, what are you looking at? And I was like, I was gonna get a sports <laughs> bin for the outside. She was like, well, hold on. She got an opinion on Hold on a second, you're about like. to have a, just a random ass <laughs> plastic bin that you're gonna put out inside my house that I just, have, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I worry about every detail of this? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's just a sports bin. 
She was, was like, it? well, I want. Did it say sports bin on it? Or did it, was it ugly? Uh, no, it was just a, a, a rectangular black sports bin. But like, like lift the lid on it. it, you could also sit on it as a bench. You probably wouldn't do that, but yeah, you could. Okay. Uh, but my, the one I was looking at was like forty nine ninety nine. I mean, it was like great deal. Holds multiple basketballs, Potter. And uh, I also bought myself an electric leaf blower to get the leaves off of the putting green before I douche out out there. <laughs> <laughs> For before I go full douche mode and start putting out there, I have to get the leaves off. You could attach your putter to the leaf blower that's and against, do them at the same time. That's against the USGA rules. So anyway, um, she decides on the one, and I say, you know what? I don't care. You buy it. Have it sh as long as it's shipped here. And of course, she gets one that costs four times as much, two hundred dollars, and it's like bigger and cooler, and it's got like a weaved sort of wicker design going on. I don't know. Okay. But I noticed that when I drive home last night, I get to the bottom of the stairs to walk up to my house, and they have left the delivery, and I see this package that I know is the sports bin. And what do I notice about the sports bin package? It's a flat box. It's flat. <laughs> <laughs> and if I don't, re if, if I recall correctly, a sports bin that's flat cannot hold a basketball. Mm. We, we, we don't live in that. hold a basketball. It cannot. We don't live in Mathland. What was that book? That was all. It was everybody was two D. I don't read, I told you. <laughs> That's a great book, by the way. It's like called Mathland? I, I know what you're talking about vaguely. We had, we had to read it in, in uh, middle school. Everything was 2D. Anyway, we don't live in that. We live in a three-dimensional world, um, depending on who you ask. And I knew that this was gonna be an evening of me putting something together. Um, so I take this thing up to the sports area we really we have a sports area now. I mean, there's oh, a basketball there's goal and a putting green. I mean, you've had fun for hours. And uh, I open up the thing, and it's one of those things that has what I would call international instructions. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean wordless. It's oh. just pictures. Anybody can do it. And I begin putting this thing together with just the tools that it came with. And you know, you've got a little Allen wrench that fits the very specific screw. This was last night. This was last night. Gosh. And. Uh, 45 minutes into this process, I'm a little bit upset because the way you have to like turn these Allen wrenches and it's up against this wicker thing and I'm mad that we didn't get one that's pre-assembled and that I'm decided to do this. And But once you just get your mind on something, you just have to do it sometimes. Well, you don't know what, don't wanna know what I did last night. Okay, well we'll find out in a second, I guess. Wait, it's pretty easy. Okay. Not assemble a sports bin, that's okay. it. Well, you had a better night than me. <laughs> So then I get the. So you couldn't use like your cordless drill to replace the Allen wrench. Well, mm. I always do that. Stand by. Okay. Uh, I didn't think it was worth the trip downstairs because it was they were moving pretty good. But then when I had to get to the tightening phase, I was like, and I'm it says wait to tighten, and so I waited to tighten until I got the whole got thing together, in, and yeah. I tightened it together. Then I get the lid out and I put the lid on there. And it, let me tell you, there's a thought in the back of my head, right as soon as I opened this thing, and I was like. These two sides are identical and it doesn't say there's a difference, but I there's a, I have a feeling I'm gonna put this whole thing together and I'm gonna have done it wrong because I have a tendency to do these things. But that didn't happen. I get the lid to the assembly point, I screw the lid on, and the last thing I have to do is take the little hydraulic little things yeah. that keep the lid up when you open it, and I move it down, I pull them down to attach, attach them to the hole that is supposed to be right where I've pulled them down to, and then I look across the sports bin, rather large sports bin, but I can see the other side. The other side of the sports bin 
has the whole, which means that the sides need to be completely Inverted. reversed, which means I had to take the whole thing apart. Now, at this point, I was like, I wonder if I could, if I have a drill bit, like a star drill bit that will fit this particular Allen wrench. And you didn't explode at that moment before. I, no, no. You know what? I got. I was very upset, but I was like, I'm going to calmly go downstairs and see if I can find a bit for this. And I did have a star bit that perfectly fit it. Okay, because that seems like a count to audible ten moment. But it was a thirty minute setback, even with the new tools. Uh, but let me tell you right now, the sports bin has been put together. There are three basketballs in there. There's a leaf blower in there. In there. I, there's so many things ready to go, and I'm just proud of you that you didn't explode. Like I would, I mean, I probably would have taken every sports thing that I had and whooped the tar out of that sports bin because it that stuff just boils my blood. I was very upset about it just based on the fact that because it's your fault like if, and there's no one there yeah, to well, blame. It, it, I, well, I blame the instructions. Oh gosh. I always blame the instructions because who else is there to blame? And how did they take it? Uh, they did not respond. <laughs> they just flew, blew away in the wind. But I will say that if I were to write the instructions for this particular sports bin, yeah. I would say, hey buddy, make sure you do this side on this side, because they did. It, I read them again, there was no indication. You ha What you had to do is you had to look through all the steps, look at the last step, see where it was supposed to attach, and then reverse engineer, go back to the first step and know where to put it, and that's asking too much of me. I'm just a dad who hasn't put together a sports bin in years, you know? Should've got somebody to do it. Lesson learned, won't do it again. I'm going back to being non-handy. Well, you're about to have a lot more time on your hands. A lot of time to potentially put together sports bins or whatever else we're gonna do because I don't know if you heard, but days are gonna start to be 36 hours now. I heard about this. At least in our mental exercise that we're about to have. But first, we wanna let you know that Ear Biscuits is supported by 23andMe. 23andMe helps you understand what your DNA can tell you about you and your family story is named for the 23 pairs of chromosomes that make up your DNA. Oh, really? Yes. I thought it was named after Michael Jordan's famous number. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. Who do you think we are? 23andMe Health and Ancestry Service includes 90 plus, that's 90 plus, man, that's more than 90, personalized genetic reports that offers DNA insights on what makes you unique. A 23andMe DNA kit is the perfect gift for anyone that you love and potentially some people that you hate. And now through <laughs> December 25th, the 23andMe DNA kits are on sale. Meet someone you can learn to love to hate, <laughs> 23andMe. <laughs> it's easy to do, you simply spit into the tube provided, which again is the highlight of the experience. Put that into your 23andMe kit, then mail that spit sample back to the lab to be analyzed. Okay, now. When I go under my wellness reports, there are new things that are being added, but um, it says that I'm less likely to consume caffeine. Uh, I'm mm. less likely to be a deep sleeper. Mm. Lactose intolerance, unless you know about that, I am likely tolerant, um, which is great. My muscle composition is categorized as common in elite power athletes. Uh -huh. Okay, all right. Explains then, uh, a lot. Uh, 
I'm not going to question that because that would be. An insult to me. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That would go against everything that we're trying to do right now. With 23andMe, you can learn how your genes play a role in your well being and lifestyle, like I was just talking about. Do your arms and legs twitch while you're sleeping? With 23andMe Sleep Movement Report, you can discover how your genetics may be influencing how much you move your arms or legs during your sleep. You can explore the genetics behind your appearance and senses. Almost everybody hates noises like nails on a chalkboard, and that's called misophonia. That was also the name of my third grade teacher. <laughs> Misophonia's here today. Everyday noises like sounds of chewing can cause a similar reaction, I hate when uh, Link chews, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> me too, actually, you can you can find all about your tendencies towards that. Uh, do you have a genetic variant associated with hating chewing sounds? You can find out now through December twenty fifth. You can get a special discount on your twenty three andme kit. Okay, all you got to do is order your DNA kit at twenty three andme dot com slash ear. That's the number two three a n d me dot com slash ear. Again, that's 23andme.com slash ear. Get it. Ear Biscuits is also supported by Quip. When you think of the perfect gift, you probably don't think of an electric toothbrush. Well, <laughs> you're not me. But the Quip electric toothbrush is one of the most gift-guided gifts of the season, and here's why. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. And you know why it's perfect for everybody? Because everybody's got a mouth, and they're going to use it, if they know what's best for them, twice a day. I use mine twice a day. Me too. Honestly, it has transformed, and I'm not, I'm not just saying this, it has transformed my dental hygiene because I was one of those people that did not brush long enough, did not brush it well enough. It tells you, yeah. And I also, I hate to say this, I didn't always brush twice a day but now because I've got this like portioned toothpaste and I know that like putting the pea-sized toothpaste on the thing every single day, twice a day will last me three months and then I'll get the new heads. Like it's this system that I've completely bought into and now I feel like I have super teeth. I don't even know if it's true but I feel that way. Well you know I love, love a good system. Oh yeah, I know you're, you're all in. They got a good system and that's why they have over 5,000 verified five-star reviews. Yeah, so basically they put you on this dentist recommended schedule of delivering you a new brush head every three months for just $5. And you can even gift prepaid refills for a year to make sure they're never using old, worn out, ineffective bristles. And Quip looks like a big ticket tech gift, but with a stocking stuffer price. Did you say a big ticket tech gift with yes. a stocking stuffer price? Yeah, starting at just $25. <laughs> And if you go to getquip.com slash ear right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush, but you don't have to tell your gifty that. What's a gifty? That's, that's the person the, you're giving a gift to? That's the person who receives your gift. A gifty, oh, okay. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash ear. And now on with the biscuit. The reason we're talking about this is because we got an, uh, a reply on Twitter from okay. Chris, Crystal Melody. Uh, right now I am thinking what the world would be like if days were changed to 36 hours long instead of just 24 hours. I'd probably still procrastinate, is what she said. Thank you for that question, Crystal. That has sparked some thoughts in our minds. So I'm curious, listener, are you experiencing an avalanche of things 
that you would do, ways that you would occupy your life, ways that you would change your life if every single day from here on out, it was 50% longer. You had 12 more hours. If I'm doing the math right, allow me to wrestle with that because <laughs> the, my first response is just. Allow oh, me to wrestle with that. Oh my gosh, like it's not like yes, finally. It's like trepidation. So now I got, I got, now I have more time to figure things out. Maybe wow. I'll just so. That says a lot about you. Yeah, it does. I, I, mine, I, I approach this from a very, I know. very different standpoint. So my, my like knee jerk gut reaction is just sleep the rest of it. Oh gosh, don't don't try to figure anything out. Well, okay, from a scientific standpoint, just to get this out of the way, because yeah, I don't, let, want, let, I don't, I don't want to talk about this too long. But I am interested in this um, too. Yeah. A, you would sleep significantly longer. And well, hold on, I wanna go even even more scientific, like the geology of well, the Earth. Well, the I'll, Earth itself would be big, right? Uh, well, I'm, I'm getting to that. Well, it doesn't, then this, the size of the Earth. Uh, it would rotate. It, it is relative. Well, but, it would have to rotate slower. Right, but I, you, you know that the, the, the length of the day is based on the time that it takes for the Earth to completely rotate one time on its axis, and that, time is actually getting slower with every year that passes. I don't know what the exact fraction is, it's like one seventy-five thousandths of an of a second or something like that. But it's so but it's it's enough and, and what's happening is the moon is actually causing uh, the moon is moving away slowly which is causing the earth to slow down uh over time. Hearing that makes me sad. I, I don't know exactly well, why. Well what this means is actually uh days I think again, don't quote me on the math, but like a billion years ago, so like before there was any people, way before there was any people, um, days were like hours different in length. Like they were hours shorter because the days are because the Earth is slowing down, so therefore the days are getting longer. So I think it's like five hours longer or something like that. A billion years ago, you can look up the specifics, but wow. it's pretty crazy that what we we are. And first of all, life on Earth evolves in the context of the length of the day and the night and basically everything about our life cycle and also the length of the year and we've kind of talked about that before but you sleep approximately the amount of time that it's dark you know give or take but that you, you know, on a planet out there where the day is a different length which planets even within our solar system the days are a different length if you evolved if a life form evolves on that planet your sleep cycle would be relative to where you're at. So yes, if it was 36 hours and let's say, you be so if right now it's 24 hours, you sleep eight hours, so 36 hours you'd probably sleep 12 hours. You'd sleep a third of the time. So you'd be, so four additional hours would be you sleeping. And you're, it's biologically you, you would have evolved in that way. But you still have you actually eight need extra it. hours. You wouldn't be a lazy slog, that would just be how, <laughs> how you evolved. Right, but. So I don't feel that bad about it. And also our capacity for anything that we would do during the day would be relative and we would fill the time based on economic factors and all that stuff and the length of the work day and our capacity for it would be relative. So I don't actually wanna think about that because that's just basically stretching something to scale and filling it with the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. The more interesting exercise is to say, what if all of a sudden you and me, all of us had 12 extra hours during the day that we would not be tired and I think for me as a rule I'm going to say 
I'm not just gonna fill it with more work. I'm saying that like I would work the same amount that I do now and I would sleep the same amount that I do now but I've got 12 completely extra hours. What would I do with them? I, but just to camp out on that for a second, I am curious if yes, we snapped our fingers and then all of us experienced this extra daylight that could be working hours. Would something about competition, I can only, it's easy to speak about our jobs, but maybe we can extrapolate. Is there something about competition that you would just fill it with more work because well, you're not tired and you can get you can get more productivity and you can be more competitive and you can make of more course. money or you can you can chase that devil. Chase that devil of possessions and 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 fleeting happiness and what you can buy or of course or that's conquer. What you, that's what, of course that, or powerful. I, I, I mean, I think that it, this is the Wait. case all over the world. Americans are probably the are one of the best examples of people who have just filled their time with as much trying to get ahead as they possibly can. And I'm not saying this is a good thing, I'm just no. saying it is a fact. There are other cultures who have said, you know what, we're gonna work four days or we're going to work six hour days or we're gonna work five hour days. Right. But, we, but we've pushed ourselves to the limit and so we're kinda up against this wall and this is how I feel and this is why this question intrigued me so much is because even just recently, and again, I'm not trying to do the, the whiny thing about I'm so busy. I can't stand when people say how busy they are and I end up doing it all the time. So I'm not talking about how busy I am. I'm just talking about the fact that I have fallen into the trap of sort of the American dream and doing something I love to do, doing this job we get to do, we, we're living the dream, we're getting to do exactly what we wanna do. But I have, like that moment that I had last night when I was sitting there incorrectly putting together the sports bin, one of the reasons it was so frustrating is because I was like, I don't have this time. You need to be I doing don't something have yeah. half an hour at night to sit around and incorrectly put together a sports bin. I didn't have time to put together the sports bin to begin with because I'm at home and I would actually like to be spending the time with my family or enjoying a television program with my wife. You know what I'm saying? But Instead you build it twice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, because we, I've already filled my time you with. You should have called me, I would have gladly come over and helped you build it, but probably not. I'm glad you didn't call me. You know what, I tried to get you to help me put the basketball goal up. Um, I actually, so remember we had that party in my there house? There were other friends there and some of them were taller than me. Yeah, well no, so I bought this new basketball goal because the old one was, was, was too rusty. Oh yeah, I remember. And uh, I was like, I looked at the package and said, definitely do not try this without two people. And I was like, oh, okay, crap. And so I was having a party in my house and when you guys got over there, everybody's kinda like hanging out around the basketball goal. It's like, hey guys, I got a new one, you wanna help me put it up? <laughs> it was like a barn raising. That's yeah, that's my idea of a party. But you guys did not. Hey, come to my party. Oh. You guys did not respond like the Mennonites. Let me tell you right now, <laughs> you were not helpful. So. A couple of them were. It, it got up. It didn't end up working because, anyway, the, uh, the, the you know what happened? The next day, I did it by myself with a six foot step ladder and a broom. And I was doing all this thing, no, I was propping things. No, it I thought that Nick and Joseph helped you, helped you put it up. They couldn't, we didn't do it. Oh. It, it didn't work. Well, I didn't know that. I, I ended up doing you. it myself and I almost died. But thanks a lot. So do you have a definitive answer about 
did some, something immediately pop into your head or was it like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for 12 more hours? Well, or we're talking about four more hours of daylight, that's what we're calling it? No, I'm saying 12 more hours because okay. I'm saying I'm sleeping the same amount. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I don't have definitive answers of what I would do, but okay, so I, I've plugged uh, Josh Sunquist, a, a friend of ours, um, a number of times in his, what I, he made that uh, that video where he talked about the germ method, uh-huh. <laughs> J-E-R-M, the things that he wants to do every single day. He right. wants to write in his journal, he wants to exercise, he wants to read and he wants to meditate. Um, in addition to all the other things that he's gonna do and I was just like, that's great because those are the things that I like to fill my time with if I'm able to, right? Both of us have kind of, we've gotten into meditation on a, uh, we're like meditation light. Like a flirt with it. We're like, we have an app, you know, like we're the guys with the app and have been known to like, dad's out next to the pool sitting at crisscross applesauce. What's he doing out there? You know, everybody, uh, you, 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 you might have a similar experience, but it's not like you're a daily meditator, nor am I. Oh no. Uh, I have, I have a journal, you know, I mean, I actually, it's my Evernote, I go in and I write ideas and I write things that are happening in my life, but I do it how often? A couple of days a month maximum, right? I do exercise a few times a week, not every single day, and I end up reading, but the vast majority of what I read is just the internet, man. It's not sitting down with a book. That usually happens on vacation, when I've got time off, when I kind of sit down and get into a book. So I don't do those things. So the first thing that I thought is I was I was like, okay, I would actually do those things. And when you talk about exercising, I know you go to you go to the gym, I go to the gym. Um, different gym. Different gyms, what we call it, dead at the same gym. Um, one, one gym is like for studs, the other gym is for like tall guys with beards. Um, yeah, I go to an exclusively tall guys with beards gym. They're all incredibly buff. I was really trying to emphasize the stud part and then try to be very clear who I was talking about. Well, I used to go to your gym and um, I'm, not, you know, I'm not gonna say anything about it. St- studs is not how I would describe the clientele, but it's cool, <laughs> it's cool. I mean, I'm glad you, I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that way. Um, Look at me, man. And so one of the things, I thought about the way that I approach my time at the gym Again, my time at the gym is like incredibly scheduled, right? It's like, okay, I'm gonna go, I've got this class. So if you had more time, you would just go hang out at the gym? Well, okay, yeah, stay with me here because in my gym, I, uh, I, I know you know, at the studs gym, they don't have like a locker room and you know a steam room and you don't get a eucalyptus towel and when you get done with your workout. <laughs> I mean, at my gym, th- those are the kinds of things that we have. <laughs> Oh, you you talking the, about a gym where people who have putting greens at their home <laughs> go to? I, okay, yeah, I get you it. know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I have sort of made this decision that when I get done with my workout, I'm going to, if I have time, I'm going to go and spend like ten minutes in the steam room because I just love that feeling. There's other people in there and they are having conversations, but I've kind of opted out of the whole gym friend thing, right? And then I go back to my locker, I'm gonna take a shower, then I go to my locker and I'm changing clothes. And there's like a couple of people who I have very, uh, on a very surface level, just they're an acquaintance and they maybe asked me about like, one guy was like, where'd you get those shoes one time? And I told him, and because he's the where did you get those shoes guy, now if I get a locker next to him, I'm like, what's up man? 
and then he'll ask a question, I'll answer it, but then not ask another question because I don't want a gym friend. You know what I'm saying? Because I gotta get out of I gotta get out of there. This is about getting in there. This is about working out a little bit, getting some steam, and then going on about my business. But one of the things I was thinking about is if I had more time, I might develop a gym friend. Like, what if I were to ask, "What are those? Where'd you get those shoes? Where'd you get those shoes from, guy?" Another question. Like, well, where'd you get those shoes from? Oh, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so, with 12 more hours in the day. You would ask a follow-up question <laughs> about a dude's shoes that, I, in what, the gym. That's you, exactly what I'm saying. You would turn the gym into like a social zone. No, all, that might be overstating it. What I'm saying is that I have made a conscious slash unconscious decision to minimize conversation and relationship at the gym because I see it as this little window of time which I gotta get out and get here. Yeah, to take care of business. I don't have yeah. time, and I can. Okay, I sh I'm a sh I'm sure you have an equivalent equivalent experience because I know you're working out with people who don't necessarily have to be somewhere right after they finish working out. I actually left. My class wasn't over today, and I had to leave. And the instructor was like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "I got to take my son to school, and I got to leave right now in order to do that, so I can get here for call my call time. time." And you know. Every, I feel like every second of my day is is uh, scheduled. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I I have this problem in my brain that I feel like, okay, if, if I'm not efficiently using every second of my day, I'm just not doing the right thing. You know, I'm, I'm not being, I'm not aspiring to perfection. And it's, you know, that's very, that's very unhealthy. You know, to not allow space for surprise and experience and relationship and but how could you change learning that? about shoes? How, but I mean, well, it, well I, are, I don't think I could change that without the extra time. And in this case, twelve hours. So I might have a one-hour conversation just about shoes with a half-naked man at a gym. That's the kind of thing that would start happening in my life, and who knows where that would lead. Well, when you talked about the the meditation thing, it's interesting that you started there. I think our <laughs> minds are in a similar place because that is where that is one of the first things I I thought of when I moved past anxiety. And again, that's that's where the way that my brain works. Something so positive as extra time, which is basically free unstructured time, is seen impulsively as a negative because I don't yet know the perfect plan. You're intimidated by how, the work you have to do in order to fill the time? Well, to, to know what the right answer is. And again, that's the problem. But with, tw I, with 12 hours, you can get things wrong. The question about the shoes with a half naked man yeah. is an example so I'm of just, just making a point. wasting time. That's how, my, that's how my brain works and at least I'm aware of We're that. We're not talking about an extra hour, 12 extra hours. It's a lot of hours. So then my first answer is, I think for prob at least and I'll probably make up my mind at the front end of this once I realize, wow, Earth is rotating slower. I have approximately 12 hours every day that I was going to spend X amount of hours every day for six months in silent solitude. How much time? X amount of time. I don't know what that number is. Every single day? Every single day. Well, yeah. For like, um, I, I I think six. I think two hours a day for six months. Why just six months? 
Once you do it for six months, it's just part of your routine. I don't, I don't know what would come of it. Like I'm so far from knowing what that would do. I'm, and I, that, is, that would be a form of meditation or many different forms, I don't know. Well, let's meditation, talk, reflection. Let's talk. Well, and then I think I, I might move on to something else or decide to do something or maybe I would have come to the conclusion by that point, I need to set an end goal, I need to set a goal, but then perhaps I will have reached the conclusion by then that like, I need to increase that number. I, well, I don't know. Well, I wanna talk, that's little, probably I wanna talk how about I, meditation. That, that's how I would approach I it. I wanna talk about meditation because we, we, we both, again, have flirted with it. And again, let me tell you, I, one of the things about being small town boys from North Carolina who moved to California is we're able to hear um, through the lens of small town boys from North Carolina when people from California talk. So again, that's why we uh, qualify things with douche, like douche qualifiers. And I understand that a lot of people, as soon as they hear things like, they're talking about meditation, what happened to these guys? Uh, I acknowledge that there's this, this tendency to be like, what are you, what are you guys talking about? Fru-fru meditation? Um, but meditation is an incredibly old concept uh, that exists across many different traditions and has been, it's, it's unequivocal, it's completely scientific, the benefits that you can get from it. Uh, but I gotta say, it's very difficult to do and to be good at it and to benefit from it. And, the, and I think the average American, and I consider myself the average American, when you uh, first kinda try it, you're like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean sit here and focus on my breath? What are you talking about? And I can't do that. I'm thinking about 55 different things at the same time. Um, and I know while we're different, we're also very similar in the way we approach things like that and the way we approach that kind of time and I think the way that we would struggle with it when we sit down to try to go through it. But what I have found, and I think the longest that I've ever like sat down and meditated, and again, this is like a guided med meditation, so you've got somebody in your ears kind of talking you through it, it's probably like 45 minutes. And again, that's not just one thing the entire time that's somebody saying, okay, now think about this or focus on this or, but anyway, uh, it has this incredibly calming effect and you, very rarely are you gonna meet somebody who uh, practices, practices meditation on a regular basis for long periods of time who's just an asshole. Like or that, or you, on on as you know what I'm on, saying on as much edge as I am. Yeah, there's a reason uh, that the the people who are able to spend. I mean, there's some people who spend hours a day, and you may be like, that what what that's crazy, what a waste of time. But the level of peace that those people have in their lives, and the level of peace that they're able to impart to the people that they interact with. Let me tell you right now, my wife and children would love for me to spend more time in peaceful meditation. <laughs> because the net effect would be that I would be a more peaceful and meditative person when I wasn't having a, a direct peaceful meditation. So for me, that uh, the idea of being able to do that, and, to, and first of all, if you're interested in it, uh, Headspace is not a sponsor, hopefully will be at some point. Um, they, they've, they've got a great app for for uh, kind of getting you. An introduction. Yeah, into, into and there's other apps as well, but uh, Headspace has been, a, been, been, been good in terms of guided meditation. But that, for me, that's a big one. I feel like the very first thing I would do is I would like find like, I have a comfortable place, meditation, cushion, you know, the right environment, 
and I would actually spend an extended amount of time in meditation every single day to begin with. Yeah, and it, this is a great question because it's a it's a daily habit question. It's not like because I started thinking, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a trip or I'm gonna walk the earth. Well, no, I've I've, I've got, got twelve hours I've a day. Got, I've got responsibilities. I've got <clears throat> I've got loved ones and interactions and a career and uh, you know uh, even friends. But it <laughs> so it's not, even friends. So it's not the type of thing that. It's like okay, what becomes a new party of of my life? I I also have have thought specifically about having more time with the kids. It's like being a part of their life. You know, it's it's something that Christy and Jesse like they were they were homeschooling. They were so much arguably the center of their our kids' lives. You know, and and they're older now. They're they're in school, but you know, who picks them up most of the time? Who's there the moment they come out of school? And like whatever happened that day, they're the ones that they experience that. By the time I get home, you know, Christy's just telling me what they dumped on her mm -hmm. that they don't have the energy to explain to me again. It's like, well, I told one parent. Isn't that good enough? Like, can't you guys just communicate? Like, I and I totally relate to that. Like, when something happens to me at at work or something good, bad, and different, it's not like I want to tell the exact same story to every family member, even though I I, I love each of them and I want to share my lives with them. So that's something I've been thinking about um, and talking to Christy about is, you know, I the the times where I do hear this is what happened today that you missed or just appreciating the sheer volume of time that they spend together that, that I don't get to, I'm like, wow, they're gonna be gone before I know it, you know? And if all of a sudden I had that much more time, I think I'd very quickly be shifting my schedule and saying, okay, when, when more of their waking hours, let's have an overlap so we can hang out so that you know, our lives overlap more than me just getting home for dinner and then for well, the weekend. I think and there would be, and first of all, not to get to the end of this, but I already have in my mind where this conversation is going to lead and to what the application is, and I think it's it's pretty interesting, pretty interesting exercise. But um, I think that what would in inevitably happen uh, is you're, if you're in if you're a family person is that you would end up having there'd be family time. It might be like the family hour or something. You would end up naturally spending time. You spend more time with your spouse. Like the way that our time is divided up, and this is this is probably true of many different couples, but like, you know, if you're married with kids, how often do you go on a date? Some people are really disciplined about this and they have like a, a weekly date night. That's something that I know both of us have had at times, but never too for too long because if you don't keep it super consistent, it just you just don't end up right. doing it. And so I think that having something like that on a daily basis, it would be so much easier to have that on a regular basis with the with this extra time. You'd end up having this. I'm going to have a purposeful connection, and this is interesting. Like because in in my relationship with my wife, she is much more likely to be the one to want to initiate. Like let's have a conversation that is solely intended for us to connect, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's not that I don't wanna talk about those, talk about that and talk about our relationship. It's just, I kinda gravitate towards like, oh, I'll, if I'm gonna talk to you, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk to you about something that happened at work or some idea that we're working on or whatever. Um, and then she's like, but yeah, but let's have a conversation about us or let's have a conversation where the purpose of the conversation is not to communicate information or to solve a problem, it is legitimately to, to connect with one with one another, mm -hmm. with one another, and that doesn't end up happening nearly as much as I would like it to, and especially as she would like it to, right? And the same thing with kids. It's like the same. You feel like, oh, I'm going to sit down at dinner, and I do usually eat dinner with the kids. We all sit down and eat dinner together when we when we can, which is multiple times a week, every week. Uh, and I'll be like, tell me about school, <laughs> and you know the answers you get to that question. Right. Uh, Nothing, so you have to find like a more, good. more specific question where like, was there something good that happened? Was there something bad that happened? Did you make a new friend? Did you lose a friend? What Like you try to find ways to get your kids to talk to you. And like you said, well, they've kind of talked to mom about that when she picked them up from school. And um, so I definitely think that was, the relationships with your immediate family would be something that would fill that gap. Mm -hmm. But another thing is relationships with Friends. Now we've got some great friends and we uh, in a lot of ways share a friend group that we end up hanging out with on a regular basis and in a very unusual sort of non-2018, non-Los Angeles way, we actually found a way to connect with our friends on a regular basis because we schedule time together. Like we've actually re regularly scheduled times for us to get together and hang out, right. which is like, been an incredible thing, I know yeah. for both of us and for others in the group. It's just been great to be able to have a group of friends that you can hang out with on a regular basis and actually get into each other's lives and it's a standing and appointment. Learn about learn about each other and kind of get through life together. That's been something that's been so beneficial and so great. But still, it's scheduled and it's like at best weekly. And then you know I, I do the my like we my monthly game night that you and Christy are a part of that uh, is like a bigger circle circle of people like twenty five people if they all come and they never all come, uh, which is like a I love that I I instituted that time and I told Jesse last year I was like I want to do a game night because a I'm super competitive and I love to play games and b I have this like group of friends from all over the city that I know from different parts of my life and I think they would be super fun to bring together into an environment and I just wanna hang out with them on a regular basis and in Los Angeles, monthly is a regular basis to see somebody, that's seeing somebody a lot. Um, but I think that if I had 12 hours and everybody had 12 hours, some sort of like connection with with Friends, again, you can't fill it with more work. Nobody's filling it with more work. Nobody's sleeping more. You'd end up spending more time with friends. You'd end up filling that time with relationships. Maybe the guy who likes my shoes at the gym, but hopefully just the people I wanna connect with already. Yeah, it, it's interesting to me that it, it, it still comes down to scheduling. Like I think that anything worth prioritizing, I, I don't know if this is just me or from the experience you just described, but I feel like even things that are very important to me, if I don't schedule them, they don't happen. I mean, you talk about the the date night that we each have with our have with our wives, and like 
Do you currently I, have a scheduled date night? No, but like we're almost about to get that going again right. because it involves childcare and like figuring that out. So having some having someone that you've said, all right, I'm gonna pay you to, to, to free me up to be able to do this, you know? So we got that logistics, we got those logistics figured out. But it, it drifts, you know, like every, life happens and things shift and all of a sudden something that you're so excited about and that you totally want to prioritize still doesn't happen. So what I'm getting at is even when you have all this time, I think it still has to be scheduled and I think I would even have to schedule just the surprise time, just to go with the flow and talk about shoes time. Schedule surprise time? Yeah, just Schedule like sponta- spontaneity. spontaneity. Scheduled spontaneity. And it's like, what's gonna happen now? Because. It sounds like a t-shirt you should wear. I schedule spontaneity. You know what? There's probably a lot of people who would buy that. Write that down. Well, I think, I know for me. I've got an appointment for spontaneity. I, I It sounds funny, but I think I need that. I, I, maybe that's not for everybody. It's probably not. But I know that's how it works for me. And I'm so far from being able to afford to just have scheduled spontaneity, where it's like no plans, whatever happens, happens. Whatever I, I feel like at this moment, like I can do that. Like I don't, I don't know how it that ma- works. That makes me think of, and I don't remember who this was, so where nobody's gonna get in trouble. Somebody who knew about uh, another content creator schedule uh, was talking to us about what they were doing uh, and like trying to schedule something for them or with them or something like that, and they they like literally sent them their calendar, and every single day had a huge chunk, like at least four hours, maybe six hours on some days, and the chunk was labeled unstructured creative time. Every single day, and we heard about that, and we were like, <laughs> I mean, like, what would that be like? Like to say, you know what? Unstructured creative time? You know what I'm gonna do? Wow. I'm gonna go to to a museum. I'm just gonna walk around. And I might invite a friend, or a loved one, or you know, family member, or just go by myself. You know, it's like, there's so much of that here, but I haven't done that. I I think, you know, I, this is my corollary. Do you really have to have, if that's the case that everything needs to be scheduled, and maybe this is just for me, if I, even if I had 12 more hours in a day, well, isn't there a way for that to be, for that to happen now? You know, like, isn't there some of the spirit of what we're talking about that can be applied to our actual real lives? And so I, you have an idea where, where you wanna go and, well, so that maybe was, that was that was it. That, oh. that was the oh, that was that it? was the inevitable conclusion of our conversation. But I, yeah, have, I do I, think I that's have a, it. I have a step along the way to get to that because um, I, one of the things I think we're talking about because I, I, we could talk forever about what we would do at twelve extra hours. I mean, I would read a lot because I love to read. Um, I would write. I would write in a, in a journal, like a journalistic, like self discovery sort of way. I think I would spend time just sitting there thinking. I would have unstructured creative time that was not necessarily geared towards contributing something to our business. But like, there's a whole slew of things that I would love to create that would not be beneficial to us. As an example, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there, there's like if I just if I told you that I wanted to go and paint, 
you'd be like, how do we sell that your paintings <laughs> at mythical.store? And right. I'd be like, well that's not, I just wanna paint. I can't get in, I, I can't get to a place where I just paint. You could call it bad paintings. And, uh, but if, and but sell. I have, I, you, of course I've thought about painting. I've walked through craft stores and seen the painting section and gotten this close 12 times to buying a canvas and all the stuff because I thought I might paint. Now I haven't done that for a number of reasons. But one of the reasons is because, well, there's a whole list of creative things that I wanna do that are part of what we're doing in mythical entertainment that we haven't gotten to, let alone the things that I just wanna do just creatively, let alone the things I just wanna think about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and let alone, th there's, with that much time, you have so much more capacity to do good. You know, it's, I mean, it sounds like an obligatory oh, addition. Oh, you had to bring that up. But I mean, it. It is Charitable true. works. And it, it's one of those things that I think that once once you allow yourself to serve, you gain so much more from it. So I, I believe that service has a selfish component that's, that's justified, that like it's good for everybody. I, think about culturally, if you know, if people who were at a loss with what to do with themselves were more mobilized to serve together, so I'm even building from just one person, like for me, like volunteering, to a culture of well, we can't work. We can't, let's not sit on our bums and 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 you know fight depression. Let's get active. Yeah, and serve. That that's it. That's an exciting thought. That what we could accomplish. I mean, all we if if we just slow the rotation down a little bit, all of a sudden we got all this service blossoming. That would be amazing. Of course, I don't know what other scientific repercussions there would be that would make the make this whole thing careen well, off of like, like, orbit. Like I said, if it continues to happen at a slow pace that it is happening, we're just gonna continue to fill it with the same BS that we already fill our lives with. But it's, we're gonna continue on the same hamster wheel. But and, and it's hard to even have space to say, how can I engage my heart and my passions in something that is outward focused and that is not even about the the exciting aspect of expression, which by the way, all those things could come together. You know, your bad paintings could 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 uh, I don't know somehow be in 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 result in in a lot of good. I don't understand how that would happen socially. Uh, me, me, that you'd have time to figure it out. Okay, so. One of the things that I, I think we're, we're, we've been flirting with as well is we're having this conversation. You've heard me talk about this a lot because I've gotten it from other people. But you know, we're essentially Stone Age software running on modern day hardware. Sorry, Stone Age hardware running modern day uh, software. Meaning that we have the bodies and the brains and the capabilities of people who did not have anything to do with the modern society that we have now, but we're pushing ourselves through this. But these bodies that we have for most of existence, human existence, you know, you go back to hunter gatherer days and they actually, you know, they were in small groups of people, about 150 or so or less, and they had meaningful relationships with not only their immediate family, but the people who they were in a tribe with. And yes, they spend a lot of time gathering food because when you're gathering and hunting, you're spending a lot of time gathering and hunting. 
but it was pretty much taking the time to sur- to survive. They spent most of their time surviving, but they relied on one another. They spent lots of time talking to one another, doing good for one another. They spent a lot of time killing each other. I'm not trying to, <laughs> to paint this. Uh, speaking of painting a picture, yes, they killed each other in droves. That's humans have always done that. But the time was structured so much differently than than our time now that we are in this capitalistic modern society where we're constantly just pushing ourselves to create and produce and make the pie bigger and bigger and the population is growing and all the things that contribute to modern society and the hamster wheel that we're in. That didn't exist because you basically lived a life where you did exactly the same thing that your mom and dad did, that their mom and dad did, that their mom and dad did, that their mom and dad did. It was the same technology, it was the same goals for generation after generation after generation after generation because technology changed so, so slowly. There would be like one invention in like a hundred generations. I mean, it was crazy how slow things moved for so long. And even though the days were a little bit shorter back then, not much, a few seconds probably or a few minutes, um, life was a lot different and I think that a lot of these things that we're talking about like self-reflection, like sitting there and thinking or spending time with your family. You didn't sit, hunter-gatherer people weren't like, man, I need to spend more time with my my family. They were probably more like, I need to get away from these people. <laughs> They're the only people I see all the time. So I think that's part of our problem is that we haven't changed biologically, but we've, we're trying to adapt to this environment and it's, and it's resulting in people getting incredibly stressed out, depressed, getting all kinds of diseases, being sleep deprived, all the things that happen. But I was exactly on the same page that you were, what you said a second ago, which is if the first things that we talk about when we say that we would have extra time is, well, I would meditate every day, I would read every day, I would spend more time getting to know people, I'd spend more time with my family, I'd spend more time with my friends, I'd spend more time just thinking, I'd spend more time creatively pursuing things that fulfill me. Well, we're not gonna get those 12 hours but we have the power, you have the power to make decisions that introduce those things into your life on a regular basis. It will not come without sacrifice. And I think the question is, is like, well, what are you willing to let go of? You have an answer? Link, I think I have to quit. <laughs> I think I gotta stop doing ear biscuits because this is time I could be spending with my family. <laughs> oh, God, oh gosh, <laughs> did he just say that? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna give this up. <laughs> not gonna stop making that internet show that we made. <laughs> of course I'm not gonna do that. Well, the thing that we don't like to do on this podcast is be prescriptive because um, maybe it's obvious over the course of, course of this conversation that uh, we didn't know where it was going. We did not talk about it ahead of time. Much less say this is the point we're trying to make for you. You know, I, you know, I could say, well, you're a, you know, you're a student, or you're working a nine to five, or you're working a lot more than that, or you have these demands, or these needs, or these problems, and these restrictions on your life. You don't have the luxury to say, well, I would just like to read more, so I'm going to make. I'm gonna make an adjustment. You know, I, 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 we're not trying to read your mind and be prescriptive to your situation. We're just verbally processing ours, which 
I mean, we are in a very, I'm, I'm very grateful for the, I mean, we're extremely fortunate for the for the position that we're in that we, you know, it's, we, we run a business and we're creative and we're, yeah, we're, things that we said before, you know, we're living our dream, doing, engaging our passions and doing, by and large, what we wanna do. And then when it gets down to the nitty gritty of it, sometimes it doesn't feel like that. A lot of times it doesn't feel like that. It feels like an obligation that it seems like it's external forces, even though it's something that we have set up and that we're ultimately in charge of. But once you set this thing in motion, it doesn't feel that much different than just something that's like, Somebody just, else is in control. Something we, uh, something someone else is in control, and I, you know, I think it's, um, it's our wives remind us of that all the time. You're the boss. You don't. You you can take the day off. No. Yeah, and then we're like, well, you don't understand, yeah, and it's like, well, I don't. I don't think maybe we don't understand. <laughs> well, I, but no, but you're, I, I agree with your point because we we say it in a very privileged naive position in a lot of ways. You know, I, I, I met, um, we met a guy uh, on this recent little mini tour who was a truck driver uh, and was like, I listen to Ear Biscuits while I'm, while I'm driving. Mm -hmm. um, met a guy who's a postal worker. He was like, I listen to, I listen to Ear Biscuits on my route. Thank you for, thank you for Ear Biscuits because you know, it fills this time. And I, I think people who are doing, um, you know, some people are working 12 hours a day, maybe more, uh, to provide for somebody, for some people, and they, do, they don't have the luxury, in order to continue to pay to live, to pay to eat, they have to continue working uh, it, uh, an incredible amount of hours. I mean, that is the, the situation that a lot of people find themselves in. So they're not able to say, I'd like some unstructured creative time because, well, if I get unstructured creative time, somebody's not going to eat. We're not in that situation and we recognize that a lot of people are. Um, so I think that that really just highlights a deeper problem with our society. And I don't, listen, I don't claim to be uh, an economic, socioeconomic expert. I don't understand. I have lots of different opinions about stuff and how it should work, but ultimately, I don't know what the solutions are. But I know for a fact we've gotten ourselves into a situation where um, People are doing things, and we've developed habits, and we've made we've made certain uh, we we've created obligations as a species which are not healthy. Um, and if you have the uh, the option to kind of step out of that, step off of that hamster wheel, and actually begin to kind of chip away at some of the things that you think you've made you're responsible for. You know, I was talking to my therapist about this. Like uh, when we talked about meditation, I was like, I just wanna make it a, a part of every single day. And he was just like, you just have to make the decision that it's not negotiable. But I'm still living in this world where it's so easily negotiated away because I can sleep a little bit longer and I can justify saying I need to sleep a little bit, little bit longer, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the process of chipping away and getting some of that time back. You know, besides actually making the Earth slow down, which I think is going to be very difficult for us to figure out. It's probably going to take more time than we have to figure that out. We're, we've got the time. We've got twenty four hours in a day. 
we have to we have to be intentional in some way to to get some get some time back. But today's twenty four will never get back, Rhett. Nope. Well, thanks for hearing us out. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Is a great mug to have on the table because I think we've just highlighted a, a big problem in our in our species, in our society, in our own lives, and maybe your life. And just said, good luck with that. We don't really know what you should do. <laughs> maybe but commiserating is is the first step. Let us know what you think or commiserate using hashtag Ear Biscuits. We can keep the conversation going amongst all of you as well as with us. And we will speak at you next week. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe we won't. <laughs> I, I have an idea. Maybe this is the last Ear Biscuit ever. Let's take the last 10 minutes, for starters, of every podcast and just have a mindfulness meditation. Hmm. We're gonna have to press play on the app because we wouldn't know how to do that. No, it'll just be silent. Oh. For for the listeners and for us. And it, But it would force us to do it. It's like, wow, we're monetizing our meditation. That's a beautiful thing. What if we did that? That's the spirit. What if we did that before we started recording? No, I wanted to be part of the show. What if we just played ads while we <laughs> Well, we meditate. I think what would happen is we would we would <laughs> ten just, minutes of ads. It's worth it because we're meditating. <laughs> we would just silently walk off. Well, there's a video version. Uh, I was gonna say we silently walk off and just make the just run it for ten more minutes, Kiko, and just say that we're here meditating. Mm. You can be there meditating. No, yeah. okay. So I could walk away like this. You're basically just talking about creating a guided meditation. I mean, not guided, silent. That ex- exists. I mean, it, you, you're basically talking about creating nothing. It's just the, you're ca- talking about creating the absence of something, which is not creating anything at all. I'm talking about creating a 10 minute audio file of silence at the end of whatever conversation we had. But what if instead of creating a 10 minute file of audio silence, you just said, sit there for 10 minutes after this is over? <laughs> then we wouldn't sit here for 10 minutes. We would go off and work. But we could and just not record it. Well, that's no fun. Man, what a conundrum. Look at all the time we've wasted just trying to figure this out.